Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, back out here at State Farm Stadium, but obviously basketball is on our mind right now. So we are joined on the Arizona Sports Line by Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. Bobby, uh, thank you for the time. We, we let you take a vacation. We stopped calling you, but now we're calling you again about Kevin Durant. Hey guys, how are you? Uh, we're doing well, Bobby. We're good. We're we're trying to make sense out of what sure felt like an ultimatum from Kevin Durant over the weekend. If you were if you were Joe Sy, how would you be handling this? Probably the way he you know he sent out a tweet and you know I'm, I'm basically I'm sticking with you know my coach and I'm sticking with my general manager and you know at least he kind of drew a line in the sand and he picked what side he's, he's picking. I think if. But Steve Nash was going to be let go. It was going to be after the Boston series. And um, so I think, you know, certainly I think from Joe Sy's perspective, it's not like, hey, you know, we're going to let both guys go. I I have never seen a a demand like that before. I've seen it for coaches. I've never seen where you're going to hit both. You're going to get both guys here. And and I know how great of a player Kevin Durant here is, but but I think eventually you got to, put up a little bit of a stand here and you know what's to say that it's you know you make a decision to let Steve or Sean go and now it's going to be the next coach next year who he's not happy with or the following year here and I'm just curious as far as what's changed since um since late April when they were eliminated from by Boston and he went on you know he went on um after the game in this press conference and and gave his full-fledged support behind Steve and, you know, based on COVID-related issues and injuries here and how what type of job um, that, that Steve did here. So for me, if I'm ownership, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. You know, I think you will see if Kevin Durant shows up for training camp. I think that's going to be the big thing here and at the end of September because I think we're still in the same position as far as from a trade's perspective as far as what teams have to offer and in Brooklyn still kind of waiting for that, that perfect or close to a perfect trade. Bobby, can I ask you, what do you know of Kevin Durant as a man? What do you know of Kevin Durant as a teammate? Um, and if you were a general manager, would you be worried about the impact he might actually have inside a locker room? I would be concerned um, the ability to change his mind um so consistently like okay i wanted to be traded on june 30th okay well now a month later or six weeks later um i don't want to be traded but it has to be you know two to the two um executives have to go and i'll be content staying here so wait a minute you do you want to be traded or you don't want to be traded here so that would be my concern here as far as if, if i'm a team out there it's once it's going to have to give up you know, four first-round picks and a couple good players here. Like, what's the commitment going to be the other way around? And I think, you know, certainly in, in Phoenix, you can say, well, we've got Monty and we've got, um, you know, we've got James, guys who played relationships here. But, I, I mean, that might wear off in a year or two years here and, and, and from there. So, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, my, that's the hard part for me is how much, how much can I, uh, how much can I uh, trust them? Because on paper, guys, you know, this, what they have coming back, and I know there's a lot of what-ifs with Kyrie and Ben Simmons, but I think this is probably the best team that Durant will, will be on, has been on since he's been there in, in, um, in Brooklyn. I know certainly last year at Harden, you know, we can make, maybe make an argument for that, but I think how the, and then they built out their bench and um, if everybody's healthy, I think they're a team that can compete um, for for an Eastern to get out of the East here. But it, my big question is like, what makes like, I think the unknown is what makes Kevin Durant happy? 
Yeah. I don't know if anyone of us knows that. We're talking to Bobby Marks. Uh, Bobby, you pointed out it, it doesn't. This isn't common to see a guy say, "Okay, I want the coach out of here and the GM out of here." Um, in your mind, is it like like let's just say Joe Sy did that and he got rid of those guys? I mean, then you have to worry about it. Does Kevin Durant get to pick the next coach and GM? Do you think that that was actually a ploy to, to stick around and have that happen, or do you think Kevin Durant's trying to force his way out now? I think what's happened is that Kevin Durant has looked at the calendar and we're at August 9th and he's thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm still on the nets and we're five weeks after I asked to be traded and training camp is in, in six weeks here. Now what happens here? And I think it's kind of like, you know, kind of a DEFCON 5 move um, to try to force to force their hands. And I think it's probably going to backfire um, because I don't think it, it moves the needle one bit as far as him demanding Steve or uh, Sean to, to, to be let go here. I think the offers are the offers. And I think, I think it would, I, we've talked about it too. I think a lot of it would be a lot easier if they had all their picks and they were able to just bottom out here. They can't do it. I mean, they, they have to wait no matter what happens. They have to wait for the right, the, uh, somewhat of the right deal here. So, um, but yeah, I just think, I think from, you know, Durant's perspective, it's just basically, hey, I'm, what else can I, how else can I force the issue here and basically how it's forced is that team like Boston offers more or, or a team like Toronto offers more you know certainly you know what Phoenix has to offer um, you know in, in that regards here so I just I'm still in the belief we this lingers into training camp I think the big decision will be what happens in Brooklyn when it does if does he show up or we have, do we have a Ben Simmons situation again um, and then how long does you know how long is he um, you know how long is he with the Nets you know, Bobby, I realize it may be an exercise in futility, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Do you have a top three in terms of teams that you think are still in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes right now? And if so, what are they? I think probably more two. I mean, I think certainly Boston's intriguing with, with Jalen Brown, but you're not going to get everything. You know, you'll get Brown and, you know, some salary filler and probably one or two first-round picks. I mean, I think, I think Boston looks at Brown as a top-20 player. And Wait a minute, we're giving away a top-20 player for certainly a top-five player here. Um, but you're not going to get Marcus Smart and three first-round picks and another player here. So I think I think Boston, just from the, the player perspective with Brown, I think Toronto, of course, will probably always be there. And certainly not talking about Scotty Barnes, but – when you look at um, when you look at you know Siak, Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi and you know draft picks that they have to offer here, you know still I mean Phoenix is just a challenge as, as, as far as you know with no eight and um, you know mm-hmm. if you if you want to do Mikhail and Crowder and um, Cam Johnson and draft picks and stuff like that. I think I think a lot of these teams are like I, I call them January teams. When I said it earlier on TV, basically January, a January team is like you're looking at the standings and you're like, uh-oh, we're in the sixth hole. We're, we're supposed to win, be the number one seed or number two seed. We might have to do something here, if it's, even if it's giving up more than what um, we're willing to kind of – we were willing to give up back in, uh, in mid-August. Talking to Bobby Marks, yeah, that was kind of my reaction yesterday of this This felt like Kevin Durant forcing the issue, but I don't know that that's great timing for the Suns if something happens soon. But, Bobby, it sounds like you don't necessarily think that he's going to speed things up by what happened this weekend. So best-case <laughs> no. scenario with that, it's for the Suns, is it still this drags on into the season? Yeah, best-case scenario is that we're talking on January 15th and Kevin Durant's going in that sheet of form. I think that's probably the best-case scenario. And then I think, I think then you can maybe do you can maybe do Aiton and um, 
maybe Cam and you keep Mikhail and you can work around that and then we'll see what happens if maybe there are other better offers here. But I think, yeah, I think better certainly the, the longer this prolongs, I think certainly it, it helps it helps Phoenix because I think they're really in a, in a in right now certainly in a challenging position. You know, for me, Bobby, as a former player, of course, um, chemistry matters inside that locker room. On the tactical level, it really matters to me. And yet it's interesting because I'm talking to you and you're more on the strategic level as a general manager. Here's the what we're going to do as opposed to the how we're actually going to do it right now. And it's fascinating to me because I know that Kevin Durant is, as a talent, Oh my goodness, he's he's as good as it gets for the most part, and yet at the same time, I keep focusing on the chemistry inside that locker room. The Suns, Bobby, as you know, this was one of their strengths last year, was the chemistry and the culture inside that locker room. So that's the thing that worries me about Kevin Durant, because it always does seem to be an issue with him. Wherever he goes, he doesn't seem to be happy. Have you known players that are like that, Bobby, that had to have the stars aligned for them to actually be happy? No, I mean, I mean, certainly, I mean, when we went through in New Jersey with Jason, but that was towards the end, and Jason Kidd had realized, like, you know, this this roster had basically run its course, and you know, Jason certainly wanted to go elsewhere in, in the tail end of his of his career. But I just, I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen it to this ex, this extent here. And I, I guess you know maybe Houston would harden, but that was different because everyone has had basically been, had gone, and they were basically. Um, you know, rebuilding that that roster here, but but I've never really seen it where a team that um, you know potentially could be a top four team in the Eastern Conference and a player is asking to be traded and but uh, but I'll return and have you know two guys fired if if they do so here. So you're right. I mean, there's the chemistry element of it. There's the leadership element of here, and I think the leadership kind of when you already have guys like uh, Chris and you know Devin there already. I think that's the big issue. What happened in Brooklyn? There's no leaders there. There's from the leadership standpoint in that locker room. It's not Durant. It's not Kyrie. Uh, it wasn't Harden. Um, kind of who's going to kind of keep guys accountable here. And I think you do have that in Phoenix. So I think that's I, – I, I understand the chemistry part of it. but And I think that's going to be interesting as far as what the chemistry part of it for, in Phoenix coming off that disappointing end of the year, um, the continuity factor. Everybody's yeah. back. Um, I, I'm expecting them to get off to a good start. But what happens when you get a little bit of adversity? Maybe you're 5-5 five and five to start the season. Is there a little bit of adversity come by? But, yeah, I mean, I think you have to factor in all that there. Bobby Marks, great stuff as always. We Thanks, always Bobby. enjoy talking to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.